Let's go. Hi, and welcome to Slices, the Deep Dish Swift podcast. Deep Dish Swift is a supreme Swift developer conference being served in Chicago from April 30th to May 2nd. On this podcast, we'll be chatting with the organizers and speakers of the conference. We're Kai Malin, and in this episode, we're chatting with Daniela Vrasan, who is an iOS developer, a technical writer, and of course, a speaker of the Deep Dish Swift conference. Hi, Daniela. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kai. Hi, Malin. Thank you for inviting me. So very exciting to be here. We usually start off with just um, asking you where you're from and where you live at the moment. Yeah, so I'm from Croatia, uh, which is a small country in Europe, but <laughs> I currently live in Toronto, Canada. Quite a, quite a leap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how long ago did you move to Canada? It will be four years now uh, in, in, in July. Not bad. Yeah. And how, how do you like winters now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the colder half of the country as well. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, it was actually like 14 degrees Celsius today, and it yeah. felt like spring, but oh, wow. I think it's going to be minus 20 next Friday. <laughs> so, <Wow>. yeah, <laughs> Canada. <laughs> yeah. What made you pick uh, Toronto? When you moved to, when you decided to move to Canada, uh, well, we actually had a choice between uh, Chicago, uh, London, UK, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Toronto, Canada. So uh, Canada was the one that we chose. Oh, cool! Yeah. So I gotta ask then, if you were considering Chicago, uh, or if that was one of the <laughs> options, have you been to Chicago? I have never been to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I was actually only once in states, and that was last year for Dub Dub. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. that was my first time ever there. So yeah, it's gonna be. I'm excited to see Chicago. Yeah, oh, that's it was real fun that we could meet each other at Dub Dub as well. Did you enjoy the conference? Definitely. I mean, I uh, did not get a ticket for Dub Dub. I was there uh, just to be around people, to meet everyone. It was still, uh, it was oh, still yeah, a great yeah. opportunity to go. If, that's right. If, I do feel like. Uh, you end. I end up meeting people, like around the conference. It felt like everyone was sort of part of the conference. I keep on forgetting who was there, at which yeah. event. And they had the happy hour and all of these events yeah. around the conference. That was so, so cool. Yeah, that was super fun. If uh, Apple would repeat the same format that they did last year, this year, would you would you go again? I'm still thinking about it. Uh, my parents <laughs> are actually coming uh, in like July to visit us in Canada. So uh, uh -huh. if I get a ticket, I'm definitely going, but I'm still thinking yeah. about it. Do it. All right, so uh, over to our next question. Um, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, <laughs> quite a few things. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, my 9 to 5, uh, I work as an iOS developer for Bellis Interactive. And then when I'm not working, I'm working. <laughs> so I write <laughs> articles for Codeco. Uh, mm -hmm. I also write uh, articles on my personal website that I try to publish every, every other week. And uh, I also work on my app. Uh, iOS app, uh, and yeah, trying to keep up with Swift updates uh, is another thing. <laughs> that's oh, that's it. awesome. How, uh, yeah, that that's a lot. How do you, like, how do you structure your day around that when you have, um, and also, like, how do you decide which art article to write for your website versus uh, Codeco? How does that work? Yeah, so the, the good part about writing for Codeco is... Uh, we write a few articles a year, so mm -hmm. it's not that I'm writing every entire time. But of course, when I'm um, in the when I'm the one selected to write an article, that takes priority because we have certain deadlines and a lot of people working on an article. So you mm -hmm. don't want mm -hmm. to keep anyone waiting, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, yeah, that's good. But uh, I like to try and publish my articles every every fourteen days. So far, so good. I missed, I think, two times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, trying my best, trying my best to stay consistent with that. For your own website, how do you decide uh, what you want to write? Is it most of sort of what catches your interest at the time? Or? Yeah, so a few articles I wrote were something that I was trying to um, trying to do at work and then realized that maybe something uh, just doesn't exist out there that would make me, um, mm. that would help me. So it's just me, you know, putting it outside. Look, this is what I did uh, so that it helps someone else. And then mm-hmm. I also wrote a little bit about the publish framework uh, that my website, mm-hmm. I built my website mm-hmm. in, yeah. uh, mostly to help other people. Um, there's not a lot of documentation because Johnson mm-hmm. does everything himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just putting out there a little bit and then uh, a few other things that I wanted to learn and just... Uh, also putting it out there. That's cool. How did you get into technical writing in the first place? So it was a pure accident. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, when I graduated the Revendelich, uh, then now Kodeko's bootcamp uh, about uh-huh. three years ago, they just asked me if I was interested in joining their team. Uh, they had a few positions open at the time. One of them was an uh, article author. And mm-hmm. uh, Ray, I was speaking with Ray and I was like, I don't know if I can do it. Like, I have no experience. <laughs> you know, I just graduated bookend. I wasn't working yep. at the time. I was like, you know, I'll try yeah. it out. Why not? I tried it out. I got in, and this, it's <laughs> the rest is a story. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You already touched on it that you you went through the Coreco bootcamp. So was that when you started um, started doing iOS development, or was that your first uh, sort of path into programming as well? So. Um, I kind of got into touch the programming. Um, I was a civil engineer uh, before, mm-hmm. uh, many know that. And I think at the age of like 24, uh, I decided that I didn't really like my current career. And mm-hmm. that is when I got in touch into programming for the first time. Uh, my husband mm-hmm. showed it to me. Uh, he told mm-hmm. me, you know, why don't you try this? See if you like it. Uh, maybe that's something you can pursue. And so I built a simple website in HTML, CSS, loved it, and mm-hmm. decided mm-hmm. to go back to university and get my computer science degree. So that's kind of where I learned in those three years a lot mm-hmm. um, of theory mm-hmm. behind computer science, a little bit of programming. Then after I uh, graduated, that's when I you know, I had to sit down and really learn <laughs> programming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you did you study in Croatia? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, I did. I went to university uh, in Croatia, and then right after I graduated, that's when I moved to Canada. Okay. <laughs> mm. And in Croatia, computer science is a three-year degree. Yeah, the bachelor's is three degrees, and then master's mm-hmm. would be two, uh, mm. two years. Mm. Mm. And the 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 computer science degree um, is it more focused on sort of the theoretical part versus the practical programming part in Croatia? Yeah, there was uh, there was a lot of theory. Um, we even, I think, did like assembler, assembly uh, programming oh, language. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That was very interesting. Uh, a lot of math. I even had more math than I had civil engineering, which I thought was oh, really? funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, we, we did learn like algorithms and, and the usual stuff, but it was very hard for me uh, to understand programming. 
I felt like my younger uh, colleagues uh, were just always ahead of me. <laughs> I was like, I could understand this bullying logic. Like, what is this? It, it, it took me quite a while until I like understood and clicked, and I just like, okay, now I can I can do this. I can learn programming. Yeah, <laughs> it's, always it's so often every... like the, yeah. There's always like some concept that like it takes some time before before it actually clicks and but once it clicks it's like oh man like this i i, I just do this all the time and like for me that was uh, closures in objective c i was like what is this <laughs> weird looking things at the end of the at the end of the functions and then i was like oh okay i guess like it took me a long time to like get used to that both syntax but also the concept of passing another function to a different function and i'm like and I completely went overboard and used closures everywhere. <laughs> Before you could very much see when I wrote a part of a code base because it's like it uses closures everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Um, and you also said you you work on your own app. Uh, what are you working on at the moment? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, early stages. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> trying to find time to work on it, but uh, I, I love it. So I decided to make um, a food tracker or macronutrient tracker app. Uh, oh, I always cool. no. right. Yeah, it's something that I need. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, I've tried to use a lot of apps out there. They are all good in their own way, but I'm just trying to make something that, uh, you know, mm. fits fits my use case. Mm. We'll see. We'll see what goes. <laughs> are you writing in SwiftUI or using yes, UI kit? SwiftUI, all the way. I love SwiftUI. <laughs> <laughs> Do you write a lot of SwiftUI in your main job as well? Yeah, so I was lucky to get a job and we are using, uh, we support iOS 15 and uh, we're using SwiftUI nice. in everything, every new feature that we're building. Yeah, being able to require 15 makes a big difference. Yeah. yeah. If you have to go back to 14, it's quite, uh, it, it can often lead to you almost having to write each view twice, once mm -hmm. for 14, once for 15 and 16. Yeah. But being able to require 15 mix, but makes you, quite like, a huge using, difference. Uh, supporting iOS 15, I, I, I recently like spoke with a colleague of mine, I was like, looked at y'all like i can't make this work can you see what's going on i was like i think there's like a view modifier for that it's called like this mm -hmm. at the key use and then it's supported by ios 16 like, oh. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, yeah this year i was thinking like oh there are not that many things that are 16 only but then once you start writing the code you're like oh no this is 16 <laughs> only and this is so nice yeah, yeah. Mm. which is it's it's a good sign it shows that apple is really progressing uh the framework so I think I think we'll just have a few more years of this, and then we we'll, can use everything everywhere. Definitely. Um, so, what is your you, you, since you're you're doing a lot of different things? Um, um, do you have a favorite part of what you do? Do you um, and like when it comes to writing the articles, uh, is it something like a particular part that you enjoyed more? Oh, that's a tough question. Uh, something that I enjoy. Um, I guess I like. Well, maybe not specific for articles, but uh, I love solving problems and I love mm -hmm. when you're working on something that's hard to solve and you're like taking hours, even days, like I can't make this work, <laughs> what is going on? And then you finally make it work. And that moment where like a few times I just, you know, got up and started jumping across my bar, yeah. like, <laughs> like I, I, I'm a binary whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's especially that moment, right? When, when you think maybe I can't solve this and you're just about to throw your MacBook off the balcony <laughs> and then you figure out what the problem was and you're like, yes, I'm the smartest person alive. <laughs> yeah. And the cycle repeats and then 
sometimes yeah. you feel like why would anyone hire me like <laughs> the worst developer <laughs> yeah. and then you make it work and like oh i i'm so good <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's such a roller coaster journey like this day-to-day stuff it's it's definitely yeah Especially, I find that with SwiftUI, I feel like SwiftUI get, gets you onto that roller coaster a lot more often, because I feel like with SwiftUI, it's often, at least I don't know for me, that I get to to by the time I hit about ninety percent or ninety five percent done, that's when I realize that I have some kind of roadblock that I cannot figure out how to overcome. Yeah, uh, I, I I run into that a lot more with SwiftUI. I felt like the UI kit was often more in the early phases where it's like, I don't even know how to structure this. But once you get going, you can keep going. SwiftUI, I feel like sometimes throws an unexpected roadblock your way in the very end. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like, oh, I could have done this like in UI kit like easily. (laughs) (laughs) But then I I love SwiftUI. I love how it, especially like right now that I'm making this app of my own. uh, I love how fast it is to create Mm -hmm. a UI. That's that's really yeah. nice, really awesome. Yeah, yeah. You can get, sometimes get so much done in in just an hour. Even if you just spend an hour, you can have like an entire new UI flow done. Which yeah. in in your iKid, you would maybe have uh, had half of use uh, auto layout set up by the time in SwiftUI you're already done with the entire flow. Mm-hmm. Oh, constraints. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so let's shift gears and talk about your talk. So what are you going to talk about at Deep Dish Swift? So, uh, <laughs> Josh Jeff came to me like, I need a technical talk on Swift. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I can do that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, I was thinking like, what, what, what should, what, what could I talk about? And then I was watching a, uh, video from uh, WWDC, I think 2021. Mm-hmm. And it was about the Swift algorithms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I chose to to give a talk on on Swift algorithms on uh, on mm-hmm. on the on the package, like how mm-hmm. we already mm. have some algorithms in the standard library, but we also have this uh, nice uh, framework that we can use that extends those algorithms and give us some additional mm-hmm. algorithms that we can use. So I thought that would be a good idea, maybe like show how people can implement it in their code, how they can use it uh, to make their code faster, better something along those lines mm, that's really cool uh in general i find it quite interesting that apple now has those those packages there's also one for for additional collection types and the algorithm ones and a few of those i think that's quite quite interesting yeah. that those are split out yeah i think they're using the swift uh, algorithms package uh, as a way to like introduce algorithms uh mm-hmm. in a way that if people use it and find it's reliable or, uh, and then they move it into the standard library which is mm-hmm. uh, pretty cool mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I think that would be great because I think it's something that many people are not as familiar with and that could be a bit daunting to like start picking it up and know where to start. Uh, yeah. And so I think I think I'm I'm very much looking forward to hearing more about it. I am excited for it. <laughs> Super excited <laughs> for it. <laughs> I think that's the that's what I that's what can make like preparing a talk more fun. Like if you it's nice if you yeah, sure. It's it can be really nice if you know everything about the topic already. But sometimes I just like to have a talk that I use for exploration for myself. Mm-hmm. Like it really teach. It really is an opportunity for you to dive deep into something. Um, it's always uh, it's a very it helps a lot with the preparation process for me because you sort of 
get sort of led and explore what you can, what you want to put in your talk as well at the same yeah. time as you learn about it. I, it's <laughs> like, it's much, it's much easier to give a talk on something you already know uh, hmm. and you're comfortable talking about, but when you talk about something that's, that's new and unexplored, it's, uh, I find it exciting. <laughs> it, yeah. it pushes yeah, it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of preparing, uh, what's what's the state of your talk? You're all done? You're you're ready to give it any minute? Or <laughs> well, I do have a title. Uh, <laughs> apart from title, I have two other slides: the about me and thank you. Any questions? <laughs> uh, I think that's all you need. I think you I, I do think that actually makes you maybe the farthest ahead speaker we've spoken to so far because you do have slides i think you're the first person that actually has slides already yeah i think i, I start with slides first of all i don't know i just like to see it out there put uh, a few slides out there like okay now now i'm ready to start researching <laughs> so yeah um i'm I've, I've started researching researching um i do a lot of research so there's a lot of documentation to go through on the on the package itself but i also like mm -hmm. to like uh search stack all of overflow for questions mm -hmm. people might have asked that relate to it, uh, blog posts, uh, podcasts, YouTube videos, anything mm. I can uh, get my hands on to mm. see what other uh, other people, you know, say about it. And uh, I gather all of that and then I'll start preparing my slides. That's really clever to look at what kind of questions people have about the topic. Mm -hmm. Seems obvious. I've never thought of that. <laughs> no, I like that a lot. <laughs> I might might steal that from my future preparation. Uh, yeah, please do. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. Um, so what, what do you think after you have done sort of that exploration phase, do you then start writing an outline or do you tend to jump into like writing code examples directly or how is your, what do you think, what approach do you think you'll take? Yeah, I'm still thinking about the approach for, for, for this talk. Um, I was thinking of maybe having an app that I could like go through and refactor, uh, but we'll mm -hmm. see how that will that will go. So <laughs> it, cool. I think, yeah, I think it will be more like practical and people can actually see it like uh, in the work and maybe take mm -hmm. more of it. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's the idea I currently have, but we'll see how that will <laughs> go in the end. Yeah. <laughs> you also just gave a talk at iOS Conf Singapore, right? Yeah. How did that go? Oh, that was so exciting. Uh, my first time in Singapore, first time in that part mm -hmm. of the world. It was mm -hmm. awesome. I would I would love to go back. I had so much <laughs> fun. I uh, spent a week there. The conference was amazing. I can really see why people have voted it. One of the best conferences, uh, I was yeah. conferences in the world. Mm -hmm. the, the organizers are amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, that's awesome. Also, really good break from the harsh Toronto winter. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely on my list of conferences I want to go to and speak at in person. I was fortunate to talk at the online ones, but then when I saw that it was in person, I'm like, oh, I have a I have a trip planned during the same time. I'd love uh, to. I'd love to go. Yeah, I um, actually had a trip to Croatia like <laughs> five days before that trip, so I just came back to oh, Canada. Wow been here five days and then went to Singapore it was my time zones were like very messed up yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. um all right so I think we're getting to our rapid fire questions uh it doesn't have to be rapid that's why I do air quotes um but yeah it's just sort of like some standard questions we have uh that we just wanna where we want to get to know you more and where we want to give people who are attending the conference a chance to have sort of like an icebreaker so if you go up and want to talk to daniela you can talk about um 
some of this, uh, what her favorite iOS app is or some of the truth and the lie. Um, so yeah, the first question is, um, what's your favorite, what's your favorite iOS app? Uh, it doesn't have to be current. It could be like a first generation or the first, first version of, uh, of the, uh, of the iPhone, like an OG app, uh, whatever you want to say. That was a, that's a hard question because there's so many great apps out there. But uh, the one that I would like pick from all of them uh, would be the uh, Up Ahead app. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep. From, from Daniel. Yeah. Because the thing that I, I was looking for a word to describe that app, but it's like just so delicious. It's so good. <laughs> uh, all of the patterns that he implemented. Uh, it's The app is so, so awesome. With the yeah. custom UI uh, he created. I, I love that app. Yeah. And delicious yeah. is a really good word to yeah, use on slices the deep dish Swift podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a what's your favorite Mac app? My favorite Mac app would be the Proxima app. Oh, oh yeah, um, that's a good one. Yeah, so I, I can't live uh, without it. I use it every <laughs> every single day. Uh, I love it. And what I also love about it is that in it's an indie app, and mm-hmm. it's like an app that's out there that. Everyone is using every company, every every developer probably. Uh, yeah, and yeah, that, I, I that just love that. Yeah, I had an opportunity to meet Noah in Singapore. Uh, so oh, that's that awesome. was so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And his team that's working on the app, so that was really cool. Yeah. And it's also it's really cool because it's a really useful utility app, but it's also a really great Mac app, yeah. and it shows yeah. some of the things that make the Mac so powerful. I think that's a that's a great pick. So. Then that brings us to what's your favorite iPhone model ever made? So I wasn't around iPhones for like quite a long time. My first iPhone was iPhone 7. And then after oh, that, wow. uh, yeah. <laughs> what, now, now I'm curious, what did you use before? Android or just? Uh, I used Android and I actually used the Windows phone. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just exploring what's out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It yeah. was a fun, fun, fun year. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, it's just. I How think did you it, like Windows Phone? I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. I can't remember the the model. Uh, what was it? What was the name? But uh, it was quite interesting. It was in, in its own way. You know, it's like you're holding a Windows thing, but it's in your phone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with all the tiles and and. Yeah. I don't know. I, I quite, I, I, I quite like the, the. Yeah, I quite like the tiles on on Windows Phone. But my biggest problem was there were not, not a lot of apps. Most yeah. apps were Android and iOS and Windows Phone very rarely. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in terms of my favorite iPhone model was definitely the iPhone 12 mini Red. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, so, I love really this phone. Pick. Yeah. I was yeah. Like Any, spec- anytime someone says a mini, yeah. But out of all of them, the red one—it's—it was gorgeous. I love too, red. So. <laughs> I love red. Yeah. <laughs> no, you see, you got me at mini and Mullen at red. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's your favorite food item? Uh, food item—it doesn't have to be very specific. It can be like a dish, uh, or just or candy or dessert, yeah. whatever. Something that you can eat. Something that I can eat. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> this probably gonna be very funny. Uh, but I love prosciutto. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I know it's, it's very specific, but this is something yeah. I, I love. I love it. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite Croatian dish? Ooh, favorite Croatian dish. So um, 
I don't think like Croatians have a lot of Croatian dishes. (laughs) Yeah, like Croatia is a very young country in a way. And we Mm -hmm. had like a mix of cultures. Uh, We have a lot of Turkish foods, uh, Hungarian, uh, Greek, uh, but but nothing like specific Croatia. Maybe one thing that, that I would say would be like something called chavapi. So it's it's a dish kind of like kebabs. Mm-hmm. So it's something that uh, definitely if you go to Croatia, you have to try. Okay. I I don't know if it's a Croatian dish, but I had a a fried dough thing in Croatia once. And people <laughs> wow. at least locally <laughs> first, told first me that that was a... <laughs> right? <laughs> it is kind of like a... I don't... It's, it's hard to describe. It's like dough dunked into, into a fryer and it's kind of like donut but as a ball maybe that's not even croatian that, well <laughs> but I, something that I comes to my mind would be like fritule is that it no? yeah something like yeah. that yeah yeah that it's i find it rather similar to like tim bits from tim hortons yeah yeah yeah, yeah that yeah but it's better is it's that is better. that a croatian thing or is that just something that i happen to have in croatia um I don't, i'm not sure if it's a croatian thing but i know there's a lot <laughs> okay. of it around like christmas especially yeah, I'm not yeah. quite sure if it's a Croatian thing. Okay. I'm horribly Croatian. I'll find out. And I edit it out if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of being wrong and lying, uh, <laughs> the next rapid now fire you question leave the segue is... And now I have to keep my, my <laughs> me outing myself as a complete... Uh... <laughs> All right. I'll give you a clear cut. Uh, so the, the next... Uh, the <laughs> final rapid fire question... Speaking of being right, like Caius... <laughs> The final rapid fire question. Um, what are your two truths and a lie? I had a good thought about this one. <laughs> oh, so in no particular order, um, I was a semi-professional musician. Uh, I have a green belt in karate and I know how to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very meta. I like that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Oh, yeah, now you get now you get to my head. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, also, um, I think that's everything. Everything I, we I had. just looked it up. It is apparently a Croatian dish. I was oh. not not completely wrong. There it is go. a Croatian Christmas Christmas dish. I, I did All not right. know that. <laughs> <laughs> good. Huh. Um, all right. Um, so that's everything we have for this time. Um, where can people find you online? Uh, you can find me online, uh, still on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> at the I like to regret you said that word. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I like Twitter, but with everything that's been going on. Yeah, but yeah. still there, still there. Uh, Mastodon as well. Uh, on my website, uh, danielvision.com. Um Pretty much everywhere. I'm at the reason. So <laughs> GitHub, Twitter, Mastodon, everywhere. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. And we'll also put all of the links um, for that in the show notes. Um, so thank you so much again for joining us for this episode. Thank you for having um, me. It's a lot of fun. And can't wait to, to meet in person at Deep Dish Swift. Oh, actually, we didn't ask. Maybe I mean, it's not really a question that we have on all episodes but i am curious do you like have you had deep dish pizza i have not (laughs) all right (laughs) so definitely want to try it definitely yeah me too yeah yeah do you like pizza when it's normal normal dish pizza (laughs) normal dish pizza i've I've had different different pizzas like neapolitan pizza um yeah 
we my my mom used to make a pizza that's i would say like kind of deep deep dish because it has like a very thick dough oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i i love pizza i mean who doesn't yeah <laughs> yeah you're right i don't know if i ever heard anyone was like oh i don't yeah. really like pizza <laughs> i think you should be suspicious of those people <laughs> um all right but yeah i can't i'm i can't wait to wait to try it as well and to meet you again uh once we meet in chicago yep me too i was i was getting i, I was getting sidetracked looking for croatian dishes <laughs> yeah I see, I see that i see your eyes looking up something um do you want to talk more about croatian dishes or should i do the outro guy no, no, it's 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 interesting. No, it's quite <laughs> it's more of a mix than I expected in in Croatian. It's a lot of yeah. That's because like food from Cro- all over the place. Yeah, Croatia was uh, with under a lot of um, uh, how do you say influences. Like we were under yeah. Austro-Hungarian, uh, and then a lot of from like Italy, and so we mm. yeah. There's maybe like a few, maybe maybe Croatian dishes. Um, thanks for listening to this episode of Slices. The Deep Dish Swift Conference is happening in Chicago from April 30th to May 2nd. We have all of the links in the show notes below. And we will see you again in the next episode when we're going to chat with another amazing speaker. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye. <laughs> I Nailed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting worse every time. <laughs> and this time I was like, ah. Oh. I feel like we say the same thing every time. Should I mix this up? But the whole point is that it should be consistent. For well, me, like when I was reading your questions, I was like, the, the two two truths and a lie was like tongue twister. I was trying to pronounce it for like half an hour. I was like, two, two truths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. Usually our podcasts are every time we're, we're on a podcast or or. We, it is deliberately unscripted, unscheduled, un, no no concept, no no structure, because we really like to freestyle and just see where we're going. And with this, it's double hard because we do want to have a structure because we want to fit it into like a time window. So it makes sense to have a little bit of a structure. Yeah. But also... Um, because uh, we we decided, hey, we should do this podcast, and then we started recording very quickly. We didn't. We we now start noticing a few things we want to tweak. But we know <laughs> we already recorded like six yeah. episodes. We can't change the format or questions now. Because uh, Mal and I we just talked about this morning. It's like, do we want to keep the true truth and a lie segment? But it would be kind of ominous if it would disappear all of a sudden, uh, and we only uh, ask four people for a lie for no reason. That's quite a quite, quite an interesting <laughs> idea. You know, some people can uh, have like conversation starters at a conference. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, that was I, the I idea, did. but then everyone struggles with the lie. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to force everyone to to lie to people if they feel like they don't want to lie to people. <laughs> yeah, no, but I I think it's I think it's fun. I I, I feel more the pressure that I'm like, I don't want to record an episode about a about the conference and then completely forget to mention how to get <laughs> conference tickets. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's something that gets that gets to me. I'm like, I need to remember this. So, and I think we 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 did that. So. We're good at this.